Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. All right, welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Monica and I will be your host today. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeky people from the Temple of Geek team. Here we discuss and celebrate fandoms and all things geek. Shout out and a special thank you to all of our returning listeners. We really appreciate you being here. With me today is our special guest, Chandler Poli. Chandler is here to talk about how a group of X-Men podcasts have united to raise funds for comic shop owners. Welcome to the podcast, Chandler. Thank you so much for having me. It's such such a pleasure. Thank you. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So my name is Chandler Poling, and I run, I'm a co-host of a podcast called X Reads Podcast, where my co-host, Chris and I, we read through old issues of Uncanny X-Men and kind of give it a little catty rundown. We comment on the clothes, on the dialogue, on the storyline, and just kind of call them out on all of the nonsense that happened in the 70s and 80s. And uh, we also comment on the advertising of that era. It's a lot of fun. So it's just one episode is one issue. We read it from front cover to back cover. And it's it's just a great laugh. My friend Chris and I, we've known each other for 14 years now, I think. So we have a great rapport. That is excellent. And is it only like 70s and 80s comics? Do you guys ever like veer into other things? Like we've the- jumped. We've jumped into the 90s uh, once or twice, but we pretty much are staying in this Chris Claremont, Uncanny X-Men era. We're very specifically Uncanny X-Men, though we've been talking about doing the kind of spinoffs and and, and whatnot once we get through kind of all all the good stuff. Currently, we are doing the Brood Saga, which is our first kind of serial podcast exposure where we're we're doing the like you know issues in order normally we're just jumping around you know in any order chronologically excellent so tell us a little bit about this charitable project absolutely yeah so um i had this idea where that well i saw jim lee and dc comics and everybody were working with this organization called the the Book Industry Charitable Foundation. Sorry, I was looking up the full name. Bink. It shortens down to B-I-N-C. They have a comic book united fund. And since it seemed legit, since DC Comics was supporting it, I thought, well, let's do what we can. I was very sad when comic book shops had to close down due to the coronavirus pandemic. And I thought, you know, I really like my comic shop owner. His name is Kat. And he, you know, is just a small business owner and he's the only employee. And I can't even imagine not being open for months and months, how, what that would do to your finances. And I thought, well, I want to do as much as I can. So I reached out to a bunch of different comic book X-Men related type podcasts. And I said, hey, do you guys all want to join forces, get all of our listeners to kind of donate and and in exchange offer them perks like a kickstarter campaign so if they donate this much they get this etc etc so they all came on board and then we announced in mid-may that is amazing and who is involved what podcasts have joined forces with you the podcasts are um our podcast x reads um there's x is for podcast comic book queers the podcast that goes snicked 
The Cerebros, and Homo Superior. Very cool. And is, are these people that you've already known through the X-Men community, or did you just reach out to like new people? A uh, little A and B, honestly. Um, I've known the Exes for Podcast people. I've been a guest on their podcast in the past. And I had and social media friendly with comic book queers. And then I reached out to Snicked and Cerebros and Homo Superior because we're just all active on social media. And I thought, you know, I'm going to, I tried to reach out to others and they weren't quite so receptive of the idea. So I'm not going to say who those people are, but <laughs> I, I, they're, they're the ones that came back with a positive, um, you know, reaction and, and we all came forward to do this. Very cool. And so how does this charity work? Um, you said, obviously, you said you went for this because it seemed legit. DC Comics was involved. Other creators were involved. So, um, but how does it work? So how it works is we ask our listeners to donate directly to this comic book United Fund. And what that does is it goes into a pot of money that comic book shop owners can apply for financial aid. So the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, Bank, they're the ones that are collecting all this money and distributing it based on applications. And so you're raising awareness is what and you funds. are doing. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we have what we do is we have our listeners uh, donate at different levels. And in exchange, they get like a social media shout out. They get mentioned on the recording of the podcast. We had an artist donate um, some artwork. His name, his name is Rich uh, Bernadovich. And, you know, if they donate at a certain level, they get this amazing digital art of Storm and Kitty Pride. And then, of course, we have a grand prize, which nobody has donated to. We made it quite high for $500. They get to be a guest on our podcast. Very cool. Very awesome. And um, is this, uh, you said comic book shops apply so that kind of, well, I guess my question is, um, you know, is it like your local comic book shops that are applying or is it just kind of like across the nation? Across the nation, yeah. It's only the United States, but uh, any any local comic book shop owner can apply for these funds. My my personal comic book shop owner said that he is quite fine. He doesn't need the, the financial aid because he has uh, he had some kind of angel donors support him during this time. But wow, that's um, great. but yeah, nationwide, any any local comic book shop owner. So if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, just please go to the Comic Book United Fund um, at, on the Bink website, and you'll see there's. It's pretty straightforward. I think it must be one of their most kind of popular things right now because when you go to their homepage, it's like right there. It says, are you applying for the Comic Book United Fund? Like, click here. That is so awesome. Um, and so I guess th I, I want to take this opportunity to, to find out, like, how can we support you guys? Like, um, how can we raise awareness either through your podcast or, you know, through our podcast? What can we do to kind of like shout it out to the world? Well, if you go to any of uh, our podcast social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you will see posts, especially on Twitter and Facebook, we have pinned posts that kind of explain how it all works. So if people want to donate, uh, you can go to our profiles. We have all of our, uh, the link to do, donate directly. We're not collecting any money ourselves. 
we're just having people donate directly and then they they just email us the receipt so if they donate you know fifty dollars they just say here's my email receipt and then they get the perks um some people are donating of course and not wanting perks they're just saying hey i just want to donate and be a part of this which anybody is welcome to do of course Awesome. So if we go to like your social medias and we like repost these things to kind of like, you know, boost the signal, for example, um, I'm assuming that that's beneficial as well for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, our social media channels are at X Reads Podcast. So that's the letter X R E A D S podcast. And we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And so, yeah, if you guys retweet or somehow share or comment or boost it somehow, that's obviously a great way for more people to be aware of it. How long is this going to be running? How long will you be doing this? Well, we said that we we launched on May 11th and we said we would stop collecting at the end of May. But of course, if people through social media discover it later in life, obviously there's no reason not to donate. I mean, we'll we'll definitely honor any um, of the perks that we offer. Um, we're just dedicating that those two weeks directly to pushing it. But we hope people continue to donate to that fund because I'm sure there are comic book shop owners in need. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really great to see the community come together. Um, This is the first I've seen of like, you know, like a podcast team uniting, especially like when it's different podcasts. It's so cool. Um, But it's really great to see so many people in the community coming together and like helping out these shops. I totally agree. Um, Do you have any like tips or ideas on how to support these shops as well, like outside of this project? Anything well, you would recommend? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, they just started collecting new issues. You know, as of today, May twenty seventh, uh, they are now are offering new issues to buy. So go to your shop and start buying again. You know, the the of course the distribution schedule is completely messed up. Um, but now the shops are allowed to be open and and actually sell comic books. And obviously, if you're not collecting single issues, I don't blame you. You know, they take up a lot of space. You know, go support your local comic book shop by picking up some trades or if they have statues or figures or games or anything, you know, just like use this opportunity now that they're open, buy a gift card, you know, buy and and give it to somebody that you know that loves to collect this kind of stuff. That way, all the money is kind of going into these small businesses. Excellent. Very cool. So I do want to talk a little bit about your podcast and kind of uh, find out a little, you know, get have our listeners be a little bit more acquainted with you guys. Um, when did you guys get started? We started not even a year ago um, at Comic-Con July of 2019. And oh, wow. so we were going to, you know, celebrate our one year anniversary at Comic-Con San Diego this year. But unfortunately, as we oh, know, the heartbreak. Canceled, I know. But we have something really fun in store. I know that Comic-Con is doing this Comic-Con at Home digital conference. And so we submitted a panel idea that we think is going to be really fun for people that love X-Men, people that love podcasts, and people that just love kind of our banter. And I really hope that um, Comic-Con, you know, accepts the panel proposal so people can see it. Yeah, absolutely. How did your podcast come to be? 
I just, you know, I, I've confessed this directly to the people that created this podcast, but there's something called a date with Dateline. And it's two girls that are friends that just sit at home and they talk about one episode of Dateline. And their conversation is just so funny. They recap what's happening in the episode, but they go on these like incredible tangents and they have a great rapport. And I thought, I love that idea. I'm going to do that with my friend, Chris, and we're going to do it, but with X-Men. And I was on a panel, actually, for Digital LA, and um, one of the hosts, Katie, from A Date with Dateline, was on the panel, and I told her that I basically ripped off her idea. I mean, they weren't the originators of two hosts recapping something, but still, just like, <laughs> they inspired me to <laughs> they inspired me to, to create this podcast with Chris and and just we have such a great time. I like I honestly look forward to every week when we record. Well, we only record tw- every you know, other week at the moment, but when we were all in super lockdown in April, we recorded every week, and it just was something I look forward to all the time. So, how many episodes do you guys have about now? We have currently twenty six episodes um, that you can find on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. You know, anywhere you find a podcast, really. Awesome. And if somebody wants to check out like, you know, a new episode of yours or just like, do you have any recommendations for episodes to start at? Well, because we jump around in time, there is actually like any entry point is fine. One of our most popular is we had a very special guest for our ninth episode. And it's the voice actress who was Rogue in X-Men, the animated series. (gasps) Her name is Lenore Zan. (laughs) Yeah. And so she was a guest at LA Comic-Con and I was able to convince her to be a guest on our podcast. And so we read an issue that was kind of Rogue centric. And so she got to read the lines with as Rogue and also comment as as Lenore on, on what was happening in the story. And obviously it's, it's our most popular episode. People love her. That is awesome. I am actually going to have to tune in for that one. That's cool. What's so exciting by the way, is that she told all of her friends on the cast and we've been contacted by the voice actor of Wolverine and Gambit. They're like, we want to do your podcast. So that's so awesome. And that is so fun. There there's a lot to be said for like, you know, voice actors and actors who are also geeks or really like invested in like, you know, geek culture and stuff. It makes for really great conversations. Yeah, totally. And the thing that Lenore said that really stuck with me, is she said that she's been this character, you know, for so long, but it was back in the nineties and that it was such an important moment in her life, but she hasn't read new dialogue in the character since then so when we gave her a script we literally printed out like the lines as they would appear in a script and she was able to read them she said at the end she just said it was just was so fun going back to be this character with a new story and she's like i didn't know what was going to happen so she's like i was really excited to read along with you guys ah my heart just melted that sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) you know we had um the voice actress for princess leia in the clone wars on our podcast not so long ago and she um you know was so kind and she read one of the you know pivotal speeches that she gives out i'm sorry not clone wars (laughs) but she's um yeah she does like all the voice acting for all the animated princess leias Mm -hmm. and she uh gave this uh this whole speech that she had read to General Kenobi and it was so amazing. And I swear my heart was going to hit the floor because (laughs) it's just like, it's just impressive to have them like, you know, they embody these, these characters and it's, it's really exciting. 
Yeah, it, 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 voice actors, I think, are just incredible. And I love when it's not somebody who's extremely famous. You know, that it's just like when it's somebody that you don't know, you wouldn't recognize on the street, but the second they start talking in that voice, you're right. like, I know that voice. <laughs> Absolutely. I met the voice actress who was Princess Jasmine at a party, and it just was hilarious because her husband was talking to me and he was like, hey, by the way, do you happen to like, you know, Disney movies? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I do. He's like, would you believe that my wife was one of the Disney princesses? I was like, no. And she was like so embarrassed. She was like, no, no. She's like, I don't want to talk about this. And he's just like, just do the voice. <laughs> so um, I was looking up a an article on X-Men podcast and I just realized that you guys are listed as the top as one of the top 15 X-Men uh, comic podcasts to listen to in 2020. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, please send me that link. And how flattering that we haven't even been like doing this a year and we're already in yeah. the top. It's on Feedspot and uh, it, you know, it lists you and Chris as, you know, the host and that you talk about the uncanny X-Men. Do you have a favorite issue of Uncanny X-Men? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, there's so many good issues, but I, I might go with the first issue I read as a youngin that kind of got me into the comics, and that would be Uncanny X-Men 304. It's the introduction of the Fatal Attraction series, and it was mind-blowing to me as a kid. So for new kids, like say there's somebody tuning in right now and, you know, they want to get into like X-Men comics, somebody that like, you know, may have not ever picked up a comic book before. Do you have any recommendations for them? Well, absolutely. I honestly think they should just jump in where we are right now, which is the House of X by um, uh, Jonathan Hickman. Like, it's incredible. The They've relaunched it in a way that I feel like you can enter as a newbie and kind of figure it out from here. And if you don't want to do that and you want to kind of get a little bit of backstory on some of the characters, another entry point that I thought was really excellent was Grant Morrison's run of all new X-Men. That was fantastic. And another entry point that I think you can do is Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon. Those are all stories that are very contained in a way that I think you can come in as a new reader and not be boggled down by all of the backstory of Uncanny X-Men. But of course, if you want to be a diehard true fan, just go back to X-Men number one by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and just go for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I think that can be very intimidating for some people if you pick up somewhere and you don't really know the backstory or the storylines. And it can be really confusing just picking up like a random comic. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have a favorite X-Men character? Kitty Pride is my number one. Okay, why? Why? Because I think, first of all, I love the growth that the character has gone through since her introduction. I like how she has only a defensive power, but she uses it in offensive manners all the time. And she also is just, she is a character that everybody just assumes is non-threatening and they always don't expect her to succeed. And she always shows everybody that she's incredible. That's a very fair point. And what about villains? Do you have any villains that are like 
that just speak to you? Mm, I like Mystique. I like how Mystique what? is just kind of out for herself. You know, she's she's a good guy and a villain, and she's just kind of on her own path, and she just wants to maintain her family. Like a lot of her um, her motives are driven to stay with her, you know, wife Destiny and their child Rogue. You know, she was always trying to fight to have Rogue back in her family, and I just, you know, I think a lot of her motives are are um, very sound and, and I like her as a villain. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, if you had to get rid of one X-Men character that he can no longer be around, who would it be? Honestly, Is there anybody you would just cut? I, you know, my, the first, you know, first of all, two people come to mind, Angel and Psylocke. <laughs> and what, why those two? Because I just, Psylocke was the first person I thought of because I didn't like her as Betsy. And then I thought her whole, like, you know, sexualizing her into the Asian Quanin slash Psylocke character was so poorly done. And then it just was gratuitous and dumb and, like I just couldn't connect with this character, uh, and Angel I just think is <laughs> just written very poorly. I think he's an interesting character, but he's written like his dialogue is so stupid, and I just you know he all he does is really just catch X Men who are falling in out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, not much of an ability there. <laughs> what um are you you're very tied to the to the x-men comics how do you feel about like the movies well i personally really liked the um early kind of brian singer films x2 would be my favorite of all of the movie versions and i did not care for the new cast of characters when they relaunched it with first class and i thought apocalypse was horrible but i will say i didn't think dark phoenix was that bad Oh, okay. Controversial opinion, but I really like, I went into watching it. I watched it on an airplane. I didn't see it in the movie theater because everybody had told, you know, the media had said that it is going to be bad. It is bad. Don't see this movie. So I was like, okay. And I didn't see it for a long time. And then it's on an airplane. I'm like, well, now I might as well see and complete my whole X-Men saga of films. And I was like, hey, you know, this is not terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not good, but at least it's not terrible. Well, I'm going to say it's like a six, you know, it's not okay, mediocre, cool. it's not horrible, but it's, you know, it's not like excellent. It's just like, it's just good. And I thought they were able to execute some Dark Phoenix storyline plot points from the comics well in a modern era. And, and overall, I, and I really love the music. Hans Zimmer, I thought, did an amazing job. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that movie did already, even before it came out, was getting just a lot of, you know, heat as far as like, I don't think it necessarily got the fair chance that that it deserved. Um, But I think a six is a very good rating for that one. (laughs) Okay. I'm very excited Uh, about New Mutants. New Mutants, which obviously has the same kind of reputation of just being held back and whatever, but it's got the different reaction from the audience where they really want to see it. No matter how many times they delay it or reshoot it or whatever they need to do, people are demanding for this movie to come out. And it looks good. The trailer looked good. It looks good. The cast looks amazing. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something um, exciting to look forward to. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially in these times. It's like, just give me anything. I'll take it. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious when it was supposed to come out in April and they pulled it from theaters and then they put it on Amazon, you know, digital pre-order and then they yanked it from pre-order and now it's coming out in theaters. And like, just the way Twitterverse is reacting to it is hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. So... Before we wrap up, I kind of want to go back and just uh, let people know again, like, where can they donate to this project? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's called the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, and it's called BINC Foundation, B-I-N-C Foundation is the short term. And if you go to their website, they have something called the Comic Book United Fund. And from there, you can donate any amount you want um, and obviously charge your credit card or whatever you'd like to do. And your all your donations go help local comic book shop owners. Excellent. And then where can people follow you on social media or your podcast on social media? Yes. Well, first of all, you can subscribe and listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can find us on social media at X Reads Podcast. And that's at the letter X R E A D S podcast. Excellent. And any last words for our listeners before we sign off? I guess just to say that it's nice to meet another Monica. So now we're friends. Chandler and Monica for the win. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about like finding a Chandler. You're my first Chandler. Oh, wow. Well, like I said, now we're friends. Now we're friends. Yay. (laughs) Well, this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. We want to thank everyone who tuned in today and especially our guest Chandler for being here with us today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head on over to templeofgeek.com? There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.